appreciate you coming back to for the attic show, attic review, whatever you guys want to call it these days. Uh, I guess it's kind of both, isn't it, Derek? Attic show and attic review. Obviously, if you guys see the titles, we're gonna be going over a few things, man. We're going obviously we gotta make it a little spicy too. Like it's not one of those things that you know we gotta make it spicy. Like it, some spicy stuff happens. <laughs> uh, audio is very low, so I'm low. Okay, so Dirt was saying that I was low. Let me make sure that it's on the right thing. Yeah, it's on the, the right thing. Hold up. God it sounds like when you get closer to the mic, it, it yeah. All right, it sounds when you now? get closer what to the mic. Yeah. Is, 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 does that sound better? You sound better to me, yeah. The sound is at 5%. It shouldn't be at 5%. Hold up. Let me get my phone. You guys got to deal with an echo for about 15 seconds. You good? Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, you were sounding low. Oh, okay. So Flame said, I'm good, but you are low. How am I low? I'm not sure. Okay, so Flame said, I'm good, but you are low. How am I low? Uh, let me see what the actual Zoom thing is. All right, what about now? You sound good now. You sound, yeah. All right, let me turn it down just a little bit because I saw it go in the red. All right, how does that sound, guys? You guys going to have to – I don't want to be too loud now. I don't want to be too loud because then you guys going to be complaining that I'm too loud. <laughs> what yeah, about now, man? Now. What about now? There we go. Okay, okay. Yeah. I assume that we're good. I assume that we're good. Yeah, we're good now. All right. All right, so but sorry about that, guys. Sorry about that. But anyway, we're back with another Attic show where I speak the past, present, and future of gaming. Uh, no co-host today. Unfortunately, uh, Hustle had some real-life situations that he had to get done. Uh, but we got Dirk Griggity. What's going on, Dirk? What's up, my brother? Three weeks in a row, man. Three weeks in a row. It, I mean, let's yeah. be real here. It's, it's, there's so much hot stuff going on with Xbox, man. We got to get an Xbox representative in here. Yeah, uh, man. I play whatever side I want to play. Everybody. I play whatever side I want to play. Uh, sometimes on the villains. Sometimes on the villain you guys want. Sometimes on the villain you guys need. Uh, so, you know, we, we're going to go over, obviously, the Xbox show. We, we got a lot going on that. We're going to go over some stuff that was said during it. Now, there are a little bit that was said that we do have to go over in terms of... Now, there are a little stuff that wasn't said during the shows. But I feel like it's important. So we will be going over stuff like that as well. <laughs> Attic for the streets. You guys are ridiculous. All right. So <laughs> let's let's go ahead. And first off, you know, how was how this week? Have you been gaming much this week, Dirt? I don't think I damned one day this week. Like, I I dabbled a little bit in the quarry, but that's about it. Well, oh, it's yeah. been a pretty busy week, uh, you know, doing this podcast. My own guest starring on podcasts. It's been a pretty hectic week, bro. So, no, I haven't had much gaming in. Got much gaming in. Yeah, so I played a little bit of Destiny. Then I played um, Demio. They got a new update coming, and I got my hands on a, an early build of it. Uh, they got, like, a new character and stuff. Uh, so I've been working on that. I'm going to have some coverage on that on the ILP channel. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to be streaming the the quarry eventually on ILP. I'm mm -hmm. hoping to do it tomorrow. Yeah. I, I definitely appreciate people. Uh, you know, there's like 15 people. Wait, I felt bad. I couldn't get to do it. 
Like, it's just like, look, like I had so much stuff going on. My work ended up mandating me for almost 17 hours. I had to stay. Um, and you know, by the time I got off, it was like four or five ish. So I, uh, I worked from midnight the to seven to, to 5 PM the next day. Wow. And, and so by the time I got home, I was like, well, you know, maybe I should just go home and, and maybe I should just get, you know, do this Corey stream. Cause I probably, cause I already pushed it one day. Cause the girl mm-hmm. came over, she wasn't supposed to. And she's like, well, I'm on my way. I was like, well, I can't sit here for two hours streaming. So I was like, that gotta be ended. So <laughs> I, I delayed it a day, but then work kept me another day. So, you yeah. know, and I was just, you know, I, I was, I was going home and I was thinking to myself, I'm going to be dead. What's the point of me doing a show? <laughs> like I, I, my energy going to be low. You're, right. you're going to get like, Hey guys, like we ain't doing that. That's not how this works. So, yeah, you know, uh, I was like, they'll wait for me. Man. I ain't, I got, I got, I got to be a hundred percent. I work tonight. Hopefully I don't get mandated again tomorrow, but if I don't, Probably about 5 p.m. is what I'm be doing. Five, probably okay, about 5 core. p.m. Yeah, I mean, the Corey's all right so far. So, I mean, you yeah. might like it if you like those type, types of games. Oh, I love those type of games. Undo oh, Dawn well, is my like favorite uh, PlayStation, uh, one of my favorite PlayStation oh, yeah. exclusives. Well, well, you'll definitely like this one then. <laughs> What's funny is I got a review code, but they sent it the day of. Like, no, look, I appreciate the opportunity, but I do feel like as the publisher... If you're going to mm-hmm. give games out the day of, what are you realistically hoping them to achieve in that short amount of time? You know what I'm right. saying? Right. So it, it is what it is. I appreciate the opportunity regardless. Uh, you know, but I, I'm going to stream it. And then what I'm going to do after I stream it is I'm going to review it on the IOP channel. And then I got mm-hmm. DBO I got to work on, which, you know, there's a new character, which is crazy. She She's a crazy character for those of the chat that saw our DBO interview. Uh, she, uh, it's a character that controls a dog Oh, wow. and, and like, cause it's like a, a tabletop RPG. Like you pick up dice and throw it uh, right, it's on right. PC. Now it's, it's a fun game. I really enjoy it. I definitely okay. think you guys should go out there and look at that. Uh, but you know, I feel like this is a good time in gaming. Now, obviously mm-hmm. we're going to talk about these events, you know, we're, we're going to talk about that. There's yeah. a couple things that, you know, we got to go over. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about, probably, uh, do you think we should wait for the Starfield in Redfall? Uh, we should dissect that after we talk about the show itself? Um, Probably, yeah. We should get to the, to, to the overall show first and then kind of go specific games. All right. You, yeah, Pacific, you mean Starfield and Redfall. I ain't talking about most of these games. <laughs> um, all right. So, got a $2 super chat from Yeah Baby Farva. Your baby father, what's baby up, homie? Farva. What's good, fellas? Chat, what's good? Dirt, I'm mod. Mob. <laughs> that's a that's the thing I do on, do on my uh channel. <laughs> yeah, I was mod. You know what's funny? Because I usually always uh, listen to your podcast, um, like over a speaker or something. I don't watch it, I listen to it. Mm-hmm. But the other day, I started listening to it. And like, man, you have some crazy segments in that thing, man. Yeah, we <laughs> do, man. We we have some crazy stuff. You know, my my PlayStation Cry Baby Man Baby, whatever he is, you know, I you know, I will play the clip and I would do a live voiceover. <laughs> I'm mad. So that's where like like you know, like your uh your baby father got the I'm mad from. Uh so yeah, I had a bunch of different stuff, man. You know, I just try to be a little different, you know. Well, see, I, I feel like we need more of that, more creative minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because I took a little bit of, you know, the format we do on ILP, which people uh, people were sitting there clowning on me saying that I jacked ILP's format. I help make ILP's format. You can't jack right. something you help make. First off, <laughs> exactly. Uh, second off, uh, 
I don't know what to tell you guys. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why it didn't bother me, but I was just like, how people? Maybe they were just trying to try, trying to annoy me, which they yeah. succeeded. So let's go ahead and talk <laughs> about the Xbox Showcase 2022. First thing I want to know, man, is what are your general thoughts on this? What is first off? What was your expectations going on here, and then what was your thoughts when you actually watched it? And did they meet anything? Like we ain't gonna go into games too much right now. We ain't right. gonna go into the pacing or anything. But what I want to know is what was your Initial thoughts right before this show started, and what was your thoughts after? And did you know? Did it kind of meet expectations? Any? Okay. Um, well, initially, my expectations was up here because you know you say Xbox has all these studios. They've shown they've shown a roadmap, a huge amount of games in development. I'm sure we're going to see some of those games. But I would say this: one of my panel members, he said, um, when they announced, when Sarah Bond announced they're only going to show the next 12 months worth of games. That's when stuff went downhill for that, me. <laughs> okay. okay. So, so, so that, right, process of elimination. So you could already say, okay, there's no, um, that's no Perfect Dark. There's no Fable. You know, you're like, okay, fine. Um, then the show itself, I thought it started off fine. It started off fine. I thought Rift all looked great, you know. Then something happened towards the middle. Uh, they showed a lot of games, I, you know. I guess I didn't really care for personally, but I think um, the end it ended well. So it it started off good. The middle was kind of uh, uh, down for me. Then it ended well. So uh, my expectations of the show was high. It it didn't meet my expectations, but the show wound up being around a seven for me. You know what I'm saying? Because because it, it wasn't the best show. Like I mentioned, like pre-show, it wasn't as good as last year. But it was better than 2019 and 2020, in my opinion. You know, so it didn't quite meet my expectations, but it wasn't that bad of a show. But they've had better shows than that, though. Yeah, they've had a few better shows than that. Uh, it looks like we got uh, BGs here, man. You can, is your audio stuff working yet, BG? You still setting that up? Uh, yeah, I hear you. Right, what's up, BG? Appreciate you coming through, man. We we needed someone a little bit more. On the other end, you know, uh, I was pretty hard on them, and I was told I wasn't supposed to be that hard. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so how, how did you personally feel? What, the way we're doing it, BG, is we're, we're talking about the your general expectations going into this event, and we're talking about, uh, you know, how you felt after it, and do you think it succeeded or was the uh, expectations that you had for this event? Uh, so... I didn't really, yeah, I, I didn't really have, um, my, my expectations were neutral. I'll say they were neutral. Uh, turned out to be, I think, it did, there just wasn't a lot of games that interested me, right? Uh, from what I got from, you know, other, there were some, like, you know, Xbox, fa Xbox fans, I saw the side of people who completely loved it. And then um, I saw the, the people who, thought it was okay but the games that were shown were not you know still not necessarily what they wanted to see you know they wanted to see the the ones that were you know everybody put up on their list that they're excited about the avowed's the um you know the outer worlds the perfect darks all those things you know and they didn't that they was didn't where get, i was at yeah they didn't get to see those so for me it was just honestly it was like maybe two max three games that were shown that i was interested in you know that, that out of the whole conference, so that was it for me. 
All right, so uh, Derek, go ahead and finish your statement. Sorry, I, I think I interrupted you because BG came in and it, uh, kind of. Oh no, 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 no! Second. I was uh, done. I was just agreeing with BG that I was that second guy, that you know, not every game interests me. I was expecting to see some of the bigger games that have already been announced, like Avowed and you know, Perfect Dark. But like I mentioned, when she said twelve months, I said, okay, <laughs> they're not going to have those. It's those a games. That's a few years <laughs> out. So, but you know, it was, it was okay though. You know, it was okay. All right, so here's how I felt. All right, I did. I actually thought I had reasonable expectation, expecting to see Avowed. I didn't. I threw stuff like Perfect Dart out, stuff like what, what's another game? Perfect Dart. I threw out. I threw Fable out, said we weren't going to see Everwild. I felt like I had realistic expectations, and it still wasn't met. Um, you know, I understand. To to me, and I don't know how you guys feel. I actually prefer the twelve month thing over, uh, you know, the couple years thing. Maybe they have an XO that goes more into detail on what the future plans of Xbox is. But the E three part of the show is relative. Like this is what you're going to be playing in the next twelve months. Uh, mm -hmm. I actually like that because I like knowing that all these games I'm gonna have access to in the next twelve to fifteen months. Because let's be real here, even Starfield might get pushed back past that twelve month mark. Uh, so, you know, I like that. Now, I'm not going to say that this game was a bad show. It wasn't a bad show. It just, it was good on paper for the people it applied to. It was bad on me because I didn't really care about 80% of the show. I'm going to be real with you. Um, I actually felt like one of the saving grace was Starfield. Now, I do think it was looking a little fishy. We'll go into that a little later. Uh, but I don't think it's looking as bad as everyone else thinks. But, you know, we'll go into that momentarily because we have a whole topic dedicated to Starfield and Redfall. Uh, but when it comes to the actual show, it's like I said, I, I think that the game had great pacing. And I know people, like, try to, like, describe what pacing in a, in, a, in a show means. I personally feel like pacing is how long you spend on a game and you go to the next game and the quality of the games that you spend on. That's what I feel like pacing is. And mm. I can understand. I think the pacing was there. It's just the games didn't appeal to me, so it felt off to me. But if they had better indies, better games in general, and they replaced the, the games that I didn't particularly care for, then it would have been a lot better. It's just I personally felt like it was the games that didn't appeal to me more than the pacing of the show. Yeah, I understand. Um, you know, I watched the show a couple times. You know, the second time I watched it in, in 4K, and, and, you know, the show did get a little better, but there was, like, that middle. Like, there were some games I just didn't care for. Um, but there were some games that actually looked better the second time I watched it, you know. Because um, I'm like, that game, High on Life, that is a game that looks incredible to me. Not a lot of people talking about the game. You know, the game uh, that was made by the people that wrote Rick and Morty or whatever. I think that game looks dope. You know, with the... That looked fun. That looked yeah, fun. Yeah, it, it looks fun. So, so there was a few indie games that caught my attention the second time. The first time my mood was kind of, because I'm going to be honest here, guys. After I saw, you know, well, after I saw a, a, a certain Xbox first party game, my mood got really bad. <laughs> Pentiment. I knew the game was going to be a small game, but I was expecting something different than that. So I, so my mood was like really negative. Um, then, the, then it picked up towards the later of the show. Yeah, I'm not gonna. You know, we could. We'll go ahead and go over uh, some of the general things. Uh, one thing I do want to bring out is uh, he here's the games. Now, keep in mind, you know, I have a couple games we're going to stop on. But if any of you want to talk about individual games, when I read over them, uh, t tell me to stop. So we got 
We got Redfall. We have a point dedicated to that. We don't need to go into that because I felt like that was one of the highlights. So, ironically, considering I've low-key... I ain't been talking snap about it, but it, it didn't look appealing to me up until now. Uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song. I actually like this. I, I know you're good. you're a fan of this type of uh, genre of BG. Do you, did you like the showing that they showed with that game? Uh, I, I like the genre of Hollow, Hollow Knight, but I haven't Hollow played Hollow Knight. Um, I haven't like played Hollow Knight itself yet, so uh, I need to download it. Because um, yeah, Jack Moon, my share partner, I'm pretty sure he he bought it. So I need to try it out. So I can't really speak on Hollow Knight right now. It was on Game Pass. <laughs> Oh no! I don't. I don't <laughs> indulge. I don't indulge in such things. Oh, oh shit. my god, BG. All right, and then let me grab this just to be on the safe side. Then we got High on Life. Now, this game doesn't look like something I would play normally. But when I was looking at this game, I was like, you know what? I might actually mess with this game. I might actually try this I game. I don't know why. It's the personality of the game, the chemistry of the game. Like this is a game that I would normally skip. But when I'm seeing this game, I'm like. This actually might be fun. Now, how did you guys feel about High in Life? Uh, I'm curious to hear BG, because I know BG <laughs> is mainly on me when it comes to stuff like this. When you saw this High in Life, I haven't even looked at your reactions, BG. Normally, I look at your reactions, but I was so disgusted with the show, I didn't want to see any more of certain parts of the show. Yeah, it didn't do nothing for me, man. All, all, right off the rip, I'm not the craziest about first-person shooters, right? Like, there's some first-person shooters I like, but it has to be special for for me to like it and i don't think the whole like comedic you know goofy uh first person shooter that doesn't take itself seriously um thing really does it for me like the only game like that that i like is like borderlands you know borderlands purposely tries to be funny but the but the rest of them it i think it's yeah I, it didn't do anything for me. I'm like, this is a skip. I don't, I don't care about it. I'm not, I'm not I'm not playing that. You know, I've never even watched Rick and Morty. I guess if you watch Rick and Morty, before, I've never watched Rick and Morty either. Maybe you care, but I yeah, think it, it just it looked entertaining. It didn't look fun at the time. It just looked entertaining. I don't know how the gameplay is going to play. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a fast play, slow place, like average pace. But you know who I want to hear from? Dirt. I I, I know. You know, uh, we we've been talking a lot about the show, but when it comes to high on life it really did feel like the developers were high when they were making that game because that game yeah, bro. it's got a talking gun like how I'm did you feel about this though the weapons are talking trash bro like the one scene where the knife with the eyeballs you know like you were stabbing he was like yeah stab him stab him stab him listen bro i like to be entertained i like mostly all genres of games except for maybe you know real-time strategy i'm not a big fan of those but i mean i was <sighs> It looks interesting to me. I remember a game on the original Xbox called, was it uh, Stranger? The Stranger? It was one of those, uh, damn it. I think it was called Stranger. And the ammo, it was a first-person game. The ammunition was alive, kind of similar to this. But this one seems to be way over the top. And, I, you know, I play all types of games, man. So I'm definitely interested in this one. You know, I, I give it a try. If I don't like it, I uninstall it. <laughs> All right, so this this next one now, because like I said, with the kinds of high and light with me, it's something I'm gonna dabble in. I don't know if I'm gonna play like the full game, but I'm at least try and download it. I know people like to clown that feature in Game Pass where people don't beat games that they download, but I'm all for it. If I don't like your game, I feel like I didn't spend zero interest <laughs> in, or, or investment into the game. Exactly. I can leave at any time. 
I know BG loves to clown that aspect, but you, <laughs> we 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 we're gonna go to all right games uh, coming to Game Pass now. It, it, it's the PC version; it's not the full game because a lot of Riot games are uh, free to play now. Normally, I wouldn't really talk about this, but I do feel like this is a good move on the PC portion because you know we love to to clown on PC exclusive games because it doesn't really appeal to a lot of console exclusive games, especially uh, the PlayStation demographic because they have a lot more of you know, third-person type of games, and I don't really see that on the PC bracket like that. Uh, but they have Val uh, Valorant, which is one of the most popular games in the industry mm -hmm. right now, believe it or not. Uh, right. They got a lot of those type of games. Now, they are bringing, if you get Game Pass PC or Game Pass Ultimate, you have access to all of the operators. Kind of like, just to give you an example, BG, it's like that free-to-play where you have to buy the uh, the character. Mm -hmm. Or if yeah. you don't buy the character, you have... I don't know if you can, if there's, like, season pass stuff. It's like Rainbow Six Siege, where every character you have to uh, purchase with in-game currency or, or real money. Now, you get Game Pass, you get all of them off all their games. And I do feel like this is something that is going to help them break in to the, to the PC market a little bit. Because you have the biggest games on PC... They're going to gravitate towards this, and especially, you know, if they have certain heroes that they don't want to commit to, pay 10 bucks one time and you could try any of them that you want. And I guess they're hoping it, that leaks over into the actual Game Pass itself with their mm -hmm. first party, third party. You know, BG, I want to hear you on this because I feel like this is something you don't give two shits about, but I do feel like you can, you can understand why they would invest into this. Yeah, I mean... It, it makes sense because they're trying to bolster, you know. Well, it the, you, is this going to uh, Game Pass on PC? Because you know, yeah, there are yes. there are two different things. Okay, so yeah, it it makes sense. Um, you know, they're trying to, uh, you know, support both Game Pass on consoles and Game Pass on PC. I don't play any of these Riot um, these games made by uh, Riot Games. Um, you know, I felt for a while like um, I'm aging out of the demographic that they make multiplayer games for in a way like and and that feels that feels weird because i'm not sure if i'm aging out or they've completely changed the type of multiplayer games that they used to make that i think it's i think it's the latter because like from when you look at like five you know uh five to ten years ago the type of multiplayer games they they make um then are so different from the type of multiplayer games they make now and I want the ones they they made then to come back. So, yeah, this this I mean, it's a good it's a good move, but nothing nothing I care about. I think that when I hear you talk about, I think you like more down to earth. Everyone's on the same yes. level games. I don't think you mm -hmm. like people having certain abilities. Yeah, I, I think the reason I like it is because it puts an element onto it. It's like not only are you playing players, you're playing their character too. Uh, so I think that's the reason I like. That's the reason I like Rainbow Six Siege. But dirt, man, yeah, like tell me, like, look, this is definitely one of those things. There, I looked at this, I rolled my eyes. Uh, I was like, ain't nobody cared about these games. Was the last time you in a podcast? People say I want Val. I actually thought of Val uh, of Valorant coming to Xbox was about to follow up on that. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Uh, but how did you feel when you saw these? Because I actually think it was a big deal. Yeah, well, me personally, I'm I'm not. A PC gamer at all I've heard of the games and I've heard of how popular some of these games are so um, one of my 
partners on on like WBG. He was like, "Yo, this is a big deal." And I said, "Oh, okay." Then I saw the saw the games. And I said, "I guess it's good for you know Xbox Game Pass. It makes business sense." Me personally, I could care less personally, but it definitely makes sense um, for Game Pass on PC because, like you said, these are popular games. And um, yeah, man, that's all I gotta say about that. Is like you know, yeah, it makes sense, but I, I don't care. You know, I was kind of like, "Oh, okay." What's next? You know, like when I saw it. <laughs> all right, so what we're going to do, because uh, um, I don't want to go over all these games. We'll be here all day. Let me get these Super Chats real quick, and then we'll go ahead and go over, like, the big, big games. Uh, so we got a $2 Super Chat from Flame starting to think Starfield is a pyramid scheme. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we got a $5 Super Chat from Spartan Ghost 17 What do you... What are y'all thoughts on Starfield? I'm going to be honest. Quality range from good to downright PS3 in that new Atlas section. Um, Pillament looked interesting to me. Uh, we'll get to Starfield here in a minute, man. And then we got a $2 Super Trap from uh, Spartan Ghost. Redfall looked mid and show was mid. I'm going to be honest. All right, man. We'll get to that here in a second. All right, so let's talk about Forza. I don't care about Forza. I'm going to be real with you. Mm-hmm. But even me, not caring about Forza, I saw this and was like, that looked good. Yeah, that looked, looked good. good. So, how how do you feel about this? I thought it looked great, man. Um, oh, oh, like he made he muted his mic. No, I thought it looked good when they um showed it. You know, like we knew. He said, "Okay, turn ten usually do Forza games, Forza Motorsport games every two years. They've had pretty much five and a half years. They're going to have five and a half years with this game. I thought it looked absolutely incredible, man. I, I'm not. I'm more of a Forza Horizon guy." But you better believe I'm gonna play this game. Um, oh man, the graphics look great. You know, is it me, Attic, or were they talking a little trash? You know, they're kind of talking about that vehicle damage. They're talking about that in-game ray tracing. You know, some of the things they were saying, and and it looks incredible to me. Um, it's kind of interesting that they did have vehicle damage. Normally, to my understanding, because I don't play these things that really, they don't. The actual like people who make these cars and stuff, they don't like the vehicle damage. Right. Uh, so it was kind of interesting that they uh, they did that. And uh, they did a slow down close up of the vehicle damage. They want you to see the vehicle damage. So yeah, I thought it looked good. Yeah, I actually felt like look like I'm not a racing type of person, but I felt like look just what I saw. Obviously, I don't know. That could be the worst racing game in the world. I wouldn't know it. I don't know anything about racing games, but I saw Forza and I I, I was impressed. But at the same time, I'm like, man, can we can we move on? Like, <laughs> like, do we got to talk about this that long? I do feel like they spent a little long on a racing simulator. BG, uh, man, do a, we even do you even want to make comments on Force? <laughs> you're you're muted. My bad. Yeah, Forza Forza to me is just really good to look at. You know, I don't like any racing game. Um, you know, it there. It's literally just eye candy. I'm like, every time a new Forza come out, I'm like, that looks amazing. So I would like, I would like to play it just to look at it, but you know, that would fade, that would fade fast, you know. So that's all it is to me. All right, now we're going to talk about. Um, we're going to go down. We're going to try to keep it the first part. We're going to talk about Pendiment. I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah. I'm not gonna say this game is a bad game because I'm pretty sure it's going to be a fun game. But when I saw this and I was envisioning what Obsidian was going to make, this wasn't it. Like, not even a little bit. Uh, yeah. You know, let, let's start with Dirt. Dirt, how, yeah. when you first saw this game, because I, I ain't going to lie, I was a little disappointed. I, I was like, man, oh, yeah. I was like, I don't know because I ain't played it, but that's not a game that looks like it would appeal to me. 
Yeah. Look, the game, I'm going to get a game and try, right, when it comes out. But honestly, man, like I mentioned already, when I was watching the show, there was a down part of the show. I was like, so my mood was already going down, and then they showed that game, you know, which is obviously Xbox First Party. I, kn- <laughs> I knew it was a small game made by a small team. But I was expecting, you know, like my boy um, Sean seventy six said, I was expecting like maybe some twelve minute <laughs> graphics, you know, some <laughs> just like a smaller game with some better graphics. And when I saw that, I was like, "What the, bro?" I was like, "Is this Pentiment? Is this the what?" what? And you know, no, what? like I said, the game might be fine, it might be fun, it might have a deep story, but I was let down with Pentiment. I just saw that it didn't look. RPG ish. I don't know. Maybe I need to get out of this mentality where I feel like a studio needs to stick to what it makes good. Like Naughty Dog, I don't want them making first person shoes all of a sudden. Uh, I don't want Obsidian drifting too far from you know uh, RPGs. That's why I was a little disappointed of Grounded. Now, I'm not going to say this is going to be a bad game, but yeah, when I okay. when I looked at this, I was like, this just doesn't look like what I would want Obsidian to do. Now clearly, yeah. this is the type of game that gets 90 pluses, and that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like this, could, yeah. Yeah, easily it, get that right. It's just, it just depends on the scale of the game, the story. People like a good story. Um, BG, I already know you was laughing at this. Like this, I, I already know you was laughing at this. I, I like Obsidian, but I'm like, this is this is below y'all. And I get like it's probably like a very small team. Yes, because they're working small. on like three or four projects right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get it's probably like a very small team that worked on it. But I'm like, who does this? Who does this appeal to? Right? I think I think about it. Like you, and you're right. These are the type of games that get 90 plus on Metacritic. But it's like, okay, nobody really cares about it. It'll, you know, it, it's not meant for. I'm like, I don't know who it's meant for, honestly. And this is like, it doesn't look fun. I'm like the visual, the the art style. I'm like, it's it's not even pleasing to look at. There's just nothing appealing about it to me. And I'm just like, y'all, y'all could have done something. Um that would that would have been more entertaining um on a smaller scale a, a different genre like you know a little small arcade game that would have appealed to uh to, to more gamers man i looked at this and i was like i don't man i don't know what this is i'm not saying this isn't an rpg i don't i don't think they released enough information i know they did more stuff in the extended show which i'll be real with you guys i stuck on a 17 hour shift i haven't watched that too too closely started last night i was like i'm going to sleep <laughs> so i just don't when you think of obsidian you think of stick of truth you think of knights of the old republic 2 you think <laughs> of the outer world you think of fallout new vegas and to some point grounded because i mean even though that i don't think none of us really play grounded it was a successful game yeah it is mm-hmm. a successful game yeah but when i look at the pendulum it's just like I just look at that. I'm like, I just don't see how how we get to this style game. It's not even really about the level of quality of the game. It's just about like what type of game is it? Because it doesn't look like their type of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's how I felt too. I was I was really surprised. Like, well, oh, this is Pentiment. This is it. You know, I was surprised. Like, I was expecting something a little little better. But you know, like I said, the game could be dope. Uh, you know, we obviously don't know, but yeah, I was expecting something different. I mean, at the end of the day, if they want to do these little passion projects and, and they reward people for, you know, making good games like The Outer Worlds, 
avowed, then you know, let them have the passion projects. I just, I do yeah. think from here going forward, when these studios make passion projects, that's not like the studio that they work for. They need to be a little bit more transparent with that. And I think that was the key thing. People didn't yeah. expect what they got. They expected a different type of game. Yeah. And, and, and like, you know, passion projects is almost become an excuse for making a game that nobody wants to play. That's usually what passion projects turn out to be. It's like, yeah, this small scale game that, you know, a few people on the team are really excited to make, but it's really for them. It's it's mm -hmm. not for the gamers or the general audience because they don't want it or they don't care about it and they're not going to play it. So if, you know, like I, I get part of I can part of be part of being a developer is making a game that excites you. Yeah. But you're not making it for yourself. You're making it for an audience. And if the audience ain't going to care about it, what's the point of making it? And let me ask a question. With the exception of uh grounded maybe what what game has I agree with what you're saying. Um what game, what passion project has been a tremendous success like a small game like i know grounded is a success you know it might not be our style of game but it is a success i wonder I, i'm if trying to CD's think these turned out to, was a passion project no, no, but, at yeah but that's like a big team though. so now like like that's a big team i mean like I a mean, small bleeding, passion bleeding project. edge didn't do that well yeah they did and i honestly felt like bleeding edge didn't do well because it wasn't properly supported they would have delayed because that the game, game wasn't that months. bad yeah yeah they yeah, the delayed that get six months to a year had a couple closed betas made it into the preview program more took content, feedback yeah. from the community and stopped making the game that you want to play that you don't care if other people want to play because i do think it was slow i don't think it was as slow as some people acted like people acted like that yeah. was like the 10 and, frame and second some people game. are naming like ori is not a passion project ori has a big budget behind it like that, or he has yeah. a lot of development behind it. That, yeah, that, I mean, like a passion, passion project with a small, my, small budget. Minecraft might have been a passion project, but it's the exception, not the rule. Yeah. Like, Minecraft is a phenomenal. Among Us, I get you. I, I'll give you that, yeah. Among Us. I'll give you okay. Among Us. Okay, well, that's a good one there. Yeah, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I'll give you. But I feel like Among Us had a multiplayer feature. And, and, and keep in mind, Among Us came out like a year and a half before it blew up. It was yeah. streamers that took that game to the next level. Oh. And we're not, we're not saying this game isn't going to do good. I'm just saying from a, an aspect of playing Obsidian games for the past couple years, I personally felt like it didn't meet the expectation that I was had in my head. That That's a me problem. 100% understand that. That's a me problem. But when I looked at this game, I'm like, I didn't see the RPG-ish in that. I just didn't. And, you know, let them make it. Because I, I do yeah. feel like if you consistently put out good games... Who are we to say this game's not to be good? But I am I am agreeing with BG a little bit. Just because a developer wants that ideal on paper and in a game form doesn't mean people are going to buy it. There's a reason that people green light, don't greenlight certain games because they don't see the audience for it and they don't see people actually supporting that in terms of finances. And, but maybe something like Game Pass lets them make these passion projects. Because let's be real here. If, if Pendament wasn't made... It's not really taken away from anything. It was only like, what, 10, 15 people? Yeah, yeah. So it's not like it was taking away from anything, but I do feel like in terms of this game, I look at it, and I'm just like, man, I, I, I could have used something else, like maybe a turn-based game because they're, they're known for those two. Uh, mm -hmm. But it is what it is. Uh, so Yeah, I mean, the game might be okay, though. You know, like it's supposed to be a deep, deep narrative. So I'm definitely going to give it a try, though. I might eat, eat my worries and love it. You know, you never know. Yeah, I mean, I I hope I eat my my 
my words on that. And it's like, and it's like we're not even saying the game's bad. It just when I look at it, I'm just like, I just don't see the appeal. And maybe it's because I need to watch that thing in the uh, the extended uh, Microsoft show, and I'll probably watch that after the show. But when I look at, it, I'm just like. I guess that's what it was. I wanted something different. And that, I have every right to want something different, chat. I have every right. All right, so they talked about Grounded when it's originally coming out. We don't need to go into that too much. It's cool. It's Grounded. You know, uh, I actually probably going to play that with my girlfriend because uh, I feel like, you know, she might like the, the mechanics of building stuff. We got Diablo 4. BG, this, yeah, BG, this looks like your type of game, Diablo 4. I've. I think I've played a Diablo game for maybe a few minutes. That's it. You, you don't like no, Diablo games? I have no insight on, on Diablo. What's your type of games? This is like third-person action-adventure games? Like nah, it. I mean, listen. I it, think the chat right, man. They call you us saying you only like third-person games. No, that, third that's person not action adventure That's game. not it at all. I play, see, I tell people all the time, I play all genres, but it's very specific games in the genres. Like, I play Age of Empires, right? I play I, X- he does play that. He does. I play, play Age oh, of Empires. Cool. I play XCOM. He does but, play that. But I don't play any other game like Age of Empires. You know what I'm saying? It'll always be like one or two games in these more obscure genres that I that I play. Right? It'll never be like more than one of them. Like I've played. There's another game like that plays like oh what's Van Helsing? It's literally plays just like Diablo. And people would say you know. Diablo is a way better game than like something like Van Helsing. So why don't you play Diablo? I don't know. Like it's just that's just the way it, it is for me. It's, okay. There's just very specific games within the genre <laughs> that I will play, and I won't play a bunch of them because a bunch, all of them just don't appeal to me. So you know, I yeah, actually. I well, how do you how do you feel about dirt? Do you play these type of games? Um, I you know what. Honestly, um, I never played a Diablo game. Like I said, I know the last one was on console. Like, was the first two on console? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if two and one was on console, not, but I do. Not one and three, two, but three went three. Okay, went yeah, I, yeah. I remember three was on console, but I never tried it. But this one looks very interesting. It looks. Uh, I thought it looked pretty good, actually. Um, I'm definitely willing to try it, man. Um, you know, like whenever it comes out. So you know. All right. So- I'm the type of guy. I would try any type of genre. I give it a try. If I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. Especially you know? considering, hopefully, by the time this game comes out, because it is next year, most likely it's going to be in Game Pass. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, we got a 24-month uh, member chat from uh, Region G4, hashtag IOP, hashtag uh, WBG, and hashtag TTS. I don't know what TTS is. Talk that shit. Talk That's that the shit. other podcast. Here's my boy, Sean podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh, Ra- oh Rain G4. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, what's up, man? I even see that. What's up, bro? And then we How got a two dollars for Jeff Spartan goes seventeen. Y'all forget that Game Pass isn't the hardcore. I agree with you. I agree with you. And, it, and it's like I said, you know, going back a little bit to Pendiment, like that's probably going to resonate with a lot of people. That's not the type of gamer that is interested in in Obsidian games. And maybe that's the overall goal is to open up their studio to more people than just RPGs. And I don't even know, this game might have some RPG elements, but when I looked at it, it didn't seem like that RPG type of game that you would play. Oh, let's let's talk about this. Now, I know me and BG probably going to like this guy. I don't know about you, Dirt. I don't know about you. Mm -hmm. Wulong Fallen Fallen Dynasty. All right, so apparently this is made by ex-developers that made... um, the Neo? producer for Neo and the producer mm-hmm. for Bloodborne. 
It's supposed to be a little bit faster than Neo, but not as fast as something like like Tekken. Uh, not Tekken. Uh, Tenchu, or however you pronounce that game. Uh, so which which is funny is I think Neo is like one of the fastest Souls like games out there. Uh, it's that's interesting. It, it's because I never play uh, Tenchu, uh, the game that just went in Game Pass a whole lot. I think that's the game they're comparing it to. Hey, did you ever play that BG? You said Tenchu. You said Tenchu? Not Tenchu. Um, Ninja Gaiden? Ninja Gaiden, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I, played, yeah. Yeah, I definitely yeah, yeah, played, I played Tenchu back in the day, but uh, Ninja Gaiden, I I played like one of Ninja Gaiden, one of the Ninja Gaidens. I don't even remember which one it was. I guess Ninja um, Gaiden is... Ninja Gaiden seems to be the person. I don't. It was. It was neither Tenchu or Ninja Gaiden. They were comparing it to. They were comparing the speed of the game, and they said it's mm-hmm. like midway between one of those games and Neo. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious if people are going to really gravitate towards this game once it actually comes out. And, and keep in mind, this is a very big game that's coming in the Game Pass day and date. Like it's a third party probably triple-A type of game with a Team Ninja game. Mm-hmm. I personally think if this game works out well for them, Microsoft needs the type of studio that makes these type of games. And I think uh, I honestly think that Microsoft should look at Team Ninja if this game does well. Now, clearly, the Final Fantasy fiasco game they just made recently, uh, that was probably like the D team at this point. Uh, you know, <laughs> they, they made that Final Fantasy game. And I don't think that game did very well. But I honestly feel like Team Ninja is a good game. And the reason I would say that they might need to look into that company buying them if they do buy that uh, anything related to that type of genre is because I honestly feel like From Software is a giant bag waiting to be bought. And I think mm. Sony will eventually buy them because uh, they have a good relationship with them. They've Half of the From Software library is exclusive besides the Dark Souls games. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, to me... You want Team Ninja because you want to make sure that if that goes that way, you still have access to decent games. Clearly, Team Ninja is no From Software. That's just how it is. But you could build them to be somewhere close to them. But Mm -hmm. I feel like if they lose From Software eventually, and that might not ever happen, but if they lose From Software and Team Ninja was never bought, let's say Sony just goes crazy and buys all games like that. Uh, Because, I mean, I think you uh, you can agree, BG, that that... That genre used to be small, but throughout the years, it's gotten bigger and bigger Absolutely. and bigger. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I think that Elden Ring has a, has put that into the mainstream, that type of gameplay. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've beaten Neo one and two. Um, I was hearing, I, I wasn't, I was hearing that some people were a little unsure exactly how this game is gonna play. Like some people are saying, it might be like a one of those Muzu games. Um, but if it if it's something like in the vein of what they've made, uh, you know, recently, then yeah, I would I would be interested in it. Um, but because that you know they didn't really show you know like actual gameplay. I, I think right. it was like kind of like kind of cuts. Just a trailer. Sizzle reel, yeah, yeah trailer. Yeah, so yeah, I need to see some actual gameplay. Yeah, considering <laughs> that game's supposed to come out at the beginning of next year, I feel like this get delayed. We didn't see no so. gameplay. There's a reason we didn't see gameplay. Like to me, if you show a trailer and you say, "Yo, this game's come out in six months to a year," and we don't see one lick of gameplay really in that whole trailer, what makes you think I'm gonna believe you? That game's getting <laughs> delayed. There's no way that game's coming. Yeah, I, I hope I'm. I hope I'm wrong. But it's like I said, you know, it, it's a very looks like it's gonna be a good game. It's gonna be in Game Pass. So I think that's gonna really help Microsoft yeah. uh, give value to that service. I think it's a good uh, thing, man. You know, because last uh, generation, you know, all of these types of games, they skipped Xbox platform, period. 
they skipped them, period. So to see that, you know, it's on Xbox and in Game Pass, that's a dope thing also. So, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely uh, interested in this game to see what's up with it. So it's good to see them getting some more of these types of games in, on the Xbox platform. Yeah, and in the next one, I know BG don't care about this game. Yeah, we've said that like almost every game, but we're going <laughs> to move on. Yeah. Uh, Personas. Like Persona's coming to, uh, to Game Pass and coming to the Xbox platform with Game Pass. I think this is probably the the announcement that was the biggest to me by far. Uh, mm. For those of you that's been watching ILP, for those of you that's been seeing my uh, public outcries, I've literally been crying about this for like a year and a half to two. Okay. Uh, I want Persona. Where's Persona? I want Persona. Uh, clearly, we're still missing Final Fantasy VII. Uh, Tomorrow, that's comment, bro. Is that comment? I, I don't know. We're gonna talk about that here in a second because there's some mm. weird stuff going on out there. We're gonna mm. talk about it here in a second. But you know, Persona coming to the platform. There's not really a whole lot to talk about that. I do think it's good for the Xbox platform to finally start getting these kind of games. Absolutely. Now, obviously, it's like five years late. Didn't they come out in like 2016 <laughs> or something like that? I mean, geez, like uh, some wars yeah. have been be- some wars have fought in this amount of time that we got Persona. <laughs> it, it is what it is it's just like look i love that they got this but microsoft if you don't get persona 6 into your platform day and date not game pass into xbox and you don't get you know hopefully the next final fantasy don't know if that's going to happen or mm. the next dragon quest what's the point in getting the predecessors i don't think there's a point in that you have every final fantasy yeah. almost known to man on on xbox now but we ain't getting 16. We ain't getting Final Fantasy 7 Part 2. And we ain't getting Final Fantasy 7 Part 1. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. They could announce it. There's going to be some type of event tomorrow. Probably not. I'm going to be real with you guys. We got $5 yeah. Super Chat from Treybone408. We're not the only hardcore gamers. There's others that are hardcore, but for different genres. Not every game is for people who want mature games always. Uh, I, I definitely uh, understand that point to, yeah. to a little bit. That's definitely true. And then we got a we got a, a, a ten months a ten month chat from Lucius Augustus. Shout out to BG. I may not agree with you ninety percent of the time, but I typically respect where you are coming from. Salute to Addict and Dirt. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's let's go uh-huh. ahead and uh, salute let's, to you. Yeah, so let's go ahead and talk about the Kojima thing. <laughs> you guys know, been watching ILP. You know, I'm not a fan of Kojima, like mm-hmm. not even a little bit. Uh, you know, I even make jokes sometimes saying that he belongs in a straitjacket because of the stuff that man says <laughs> in his mind. Is he, he? He's like I always felt like he would do better in the in 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 the cinematic universe, making movies, making TV well, shows. Well, he's supposed to be doing that, isn't he? Yeah, that's what I feel that, like yeah. he should be doing. Uh, yeah. I know BG, you right there with me. You're not yeah. a big fan of uh, Kojima. I'm, I'm a fan of. Um... <laughs> Uh, you know, everybody knows I hated Death Stranding. Um, I'm a fan of his previous games. You know, of course, most people like Metal Gear. Um, I'm just not a fan of how he how he moves. He's a I think he he, he wants to be a director in uh, for movies more than Absolutely. A, a game developer. That's why, like, you know, in Death Stranding, he has all these A-list, whatever, cele- whatever list celebrities they are. The game is just full of celebrities. Right. Um, you know, acting and everything like that. And you know he just he he's he's just full of himself. Like, and the industry, <laughs> the industry parades him around that way. That's why he acts like that. Like, what other what other developer you know could show up to a conference, announce nothing, 
but they they act like he just dropped a megaton. Like he literally showed up. It's like somebody said it was like that that I don't know if you that um that Sailor Moon um meme where the dude shows up and he's like, You're welcome. And he and she's like, You didn't do anything. That's literally what happened. Mom. He just showed up, showed face, and did nothing and like oh. and and left. I'm like, bro, what he did something, BG. <laughs> what what he do? What he do? He did something. Um, you know, well, first off, let me say this. <clears throat> um, I'm not a huge fan of him, but I did like his previous games. I hated his last two games. I did not like Death Strand. I did not like Metal Gear Solid Five, but I enjoy all of the previous Metal Gear games, one, two, three, and four. Uh, but you know, I understand he's a legend in the industry. But what he did, um, to me, now this is just for my Xbox fanboy mine. He proved a lot of people wrong. That's what he did for me. Now, I understand what everybody said. He ain't, he ain't, he had, he, like, he didn't announce the game. Well, he announced, they announced that he's working on a game for Xbox exclusively. He's probably still making the PlayStation game at the same time. Um, but a lot of people said this would never happen. A lot of people said there's no way in hell Kojima is going to make a, an exclusive game for Xbox. I have receipts. I mean, I I kept I mean, them for you, years. You, you you got a folder in your phone for 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 unique situation, don't you? It's like Absolutely. is all your receipt is all your receipts in one folder? Do you got multiple folders for different? I have reasons? multiple folders <laughs> with receipts. And listen, I'm being one hundred percent honest with you. I had a Kojima would not make an Xbox exclusive folder because when we heard the rumor, I said, you know, Jeff Grubb seems to be a reliable guy, so. After he announced that, people just started, no way in hell. And I actually did a video about it. I didn't say one word in the video. I just played music and showed the receipts. Um, so it it was funny to me because guys are saying it would never happen. So that's the only reason why I really enjoyed it. Now, I'm interested to see what type of game it would be. Will I like it? Who the hell knows? But, you know, he is a creative guy. And I think actually the super chat, I'm going to read it real quick because it has a lot to do with what we're talking about. Uh, two super chat from Spartan Ghost 17. Uh, Kojima got good ideals, but can't write to save his life. I actually think that is the very good accuracy when it comes to him. Mm. He has good ideals to, to evolve the industry, good features he could put in games, but he can't. I just didn't. I don't see that coming good in terms of gameplay. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you got to do. There's there's difference between making a TV show and a movie than making a game. You got to have interaction between the player and the actual product. You got to have a good way of telling a story through 40 hours to 20 hours plus, depending on how long the game is, uh, that amount of time throughout that whole time. You got to be able to keep the player's interest, be able to slowly earn stuff to make them... Man, being a developer sucks. <laughs> it's just like... So, BG, I know... You know, you you don't have an Xbox or anything like that. Uh, do do you think that just him being up there was big for the Xbox brand, like showing that they are working with uh, people like Kojima? Um, I can't really think it 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 did anything for Xbox other than um, maybe partially upset some some fanboys, um, <laughs> some some PlayStation dudes who. For some reason, would be mad that he's making an Xbox game. I, I can't, but I don't think it did any, any anything else because, like, a Kojima game isn't gonna, you know, move the needle um, for Xbox. I think in in 
one way or another. It's a, you know, it's a good thing to have, but like I said, I, me personally, like, like I said, I didn't like Death Stranding. I didn't like MGS5. I think Kojima needs a handler to keep him in check. He's a little bit insane. Um, <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> so, yeah, it didn't do anything for me. All right, so we're going to go ahead and move on to, uh, there's a couple little topics before we go into the Starfield stuff. Uh, you know, uh, the extended, I don't really want to go over too much of that because I didn't really mm-hmm. watch that. But if you, Dirt, you want, because I'm sure you watched it, if uh, you want to go over specific announcements of that, we can here in a second. I want to talk about this thing that's just went out on Twitter. So for those of you who know, there's this true insider, I call him, man. He's the only PlayStation insider that's ever been right on anything, and his name <laughs> is The Snitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So He's been... One hundred percent so far. <laughs> so it's interesting because yep. Final Fantasy is having a like an event tomorrow. I'm sure you know mm-hmm. about it, BG. Um, mm-hmm. So they're having one. Uh, they and they're hyping this up. This is the first time I've ever seen Square Enix hype up this type of stream. Like they've been doing nothing but tweet about it. So mm. the snitch, being the snitch, <laughs> he tweeted a picture of Zach, Cloud, and Aerith. Zach and Cloud on the right, Aerith on the back. Looks like some kind of um, Crisis Core picture. Now, keep in mind, this this might not be Crisis Core because of all the stuff that happened in the remake. This might be something that is in part two. I don't know. But what's mm-hmm. more interesting is at the top of it, it has a blue square, a red square, <laughs> and a black square, and a green square. Uh, so this is probably Crisis Core because it's the only thing I can feel I can run on the Switch. That's just my personal opinion. So if Crisis <laughs> Core comes out and it is on the... Because there is a green square. If it comes on the Xbox, that's interesting. Because to me, seeing Final Fantasy on Xbox in any way, shape, or form right now gets me excited. What do you guys feel about this? Uh, do, do you think that... I'm we're going- trying to figure out... What what is really the point in bringing Crisis Core to like current platforms right now though? Like Be- because it might. I think that part two is going to go different way than people think, and I think mm. I personally okay. Spoiler alert for a remake came out years ago. Not my fault. Zach is alive at the end of it, mm-hmm. so I think they want to introduce newer audiences to Zach because he's alive in it. Uh, so I think that's the yeah. reason that they would bring it back. Keep in mind, this might be a part two. I don't know how part two would fit on a switch, but we're going <laughs> to roll with it. Might be a steam version. And why uh, would, if it was part two, why would he highlight Zach? You know? No, because Zach's alive. In part yeah. Two. Yeah. But still like, okay. But if they bring part two to like all these platforms, you would assume part one is coming also. What they might announce that I don't know. It, yeah, but it was highly rumored it was coming out. Even Rand said it was supposed to come out, but it never got announced. And that's the thing. Like, if I'm teasing that it's part one and part two coming to all these platforms, I'm just not necessarily going to use Zach. Like, that's oddly specific to use Zach. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we know he's alive um, in the in the remake, but that's very specific. You know, to highlight Zach. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and plus, if you didn't play the first one, you wouldn't know that he who yeah. he even was anyway, unless you played the old games. Uh, so, Dirt, I, I know that we talk about, you know, Xbox needs to do better in highlighting these older games and get them to their platform. Maybe this is a publishing thing where Square Enix can get away with doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting that if this, is, if this is a publishing thing, maybe Sony 
had that their exclusive game deals has ran out. Because be it's just possible. interesting that this game might be coming to Xbox. Not even about the game. It's about the fact that we didn't get part one. We didn't get pretty much every Square Enix game that's came out in the past couple years that wasn't made before then that has came out is going to be nowhere near the Xbox platform. But the snitch put that green box in there, which makes me think that maybe that deal that Square Enix and PlayStation has made is over. Mm. I guess it's possible, man. You know, we've um, <clears throat> we've heard for years that Phil Spencer would be going back and forth to Japan for whatever reason. And uh, I know Phil Spencer um, has heard a lot of Xbox fans say, yo, man, why is all of these games skipping the Xbox? Why are all these games, you know, like nowhere near the Xbox? Obviously, you know, they still have work to do. But it's I think it's good to see some of these games coming to the Xbox platform. Like I'm not really interested, me personally, but I mean, how can you uh you know like not say this is a good thing? Now, as far as the deal, it seems like possible. Maybe those deals do have an expiration date. I'm not sure, but it seems like maybe they do. I mean, every contract has an expiration date, right? Eventually, right? So, uh, it just yeah, depends that, if it's game wise or years wise. Like, right. most of the time, these are game wise because mm-hmm. it could take years to make. If you make a, a deal for 10 years, that theoretically, that's only like three games. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. So, and then not to mention, if you get into situations like the pandemic, that 10 years might turn into two games because right. games were delayed. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good thing, man. Um, you know, that's all I can say because I, you know, I, I don't know much about the franchise, honestly. I'm just going by what you guys have said. It's never been on the Xbox part one or two. As has there been a part two? Or you guys said this There's part not, one. Part one was part two made is coming for up. the PS4 and PS5. Mm-hmm. Uh, part two hasn't been announced yet. Uh, we did get Final Fantasy, like the older ones, uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve. Mm-hmm. That's on the Xbox now. I remember, uh, but that, it yeah. does seem the past couple years. Uh, the majority of the games now their last uh, square enix is they had uh, strangers of paradise that's like the team ninja game i was clowning mm-hmm. on earlier that did show up on xbox but that was their last game right. uh, for spoken isn't on xbox right uh final fantasy 16 isn't on xbox right. uh, what's funny square enix published games that don't go on xbox like uh, triangle strategy but that's not on playstation either mm. uh, so it's going to be interesting to see if uh 15 was on xbox uh but that's been yeah. years ago, like 2011. That was, that was 2015, maybe? 15, 15? Yeah. yeah. that's yeah, been years ago, seven years ago. Uh, we ain't really got something since then. Chrono Cross, I, I see you, I see, but we're talking about Final Fantasy because that's what's been really staying away is those mm-hmm. Final Fantasy teams. So, all right, I know, BG, you don't care about Fallout games, do you? About Fallout? No. Uh, <laughs> I've listen. I've I tried think we Fallout, finally man. found out why he don't like Xbox. <laughs> I tried, bro. I tried Fallout Three. That was the first Fallout game I tried. I was like, this game is terrible. I don't know why people like this. Then I was like, you know what? Let me, let me. When Fallout Four came out, I was like, let me try this again. You know, maybe it was just to retry that. Still hated it. I was like, yeah, this ain't this. This, this series ain't for me. Hey, um, can I say something? Yeah, that's sure. exactly. That's exactly what happened with me. I tried Fallout 3 was the first one I tried. I didn't care for it on the on the 360. Bought Fallout 4. You know, obviously this was like before the, the Zenimax acquisition. It was it's just not for me. It's just not for me. I get that. And, and you know, Fallout's not for everyone, just like 
pretty much Bethesda games in general are for everyone. Yeah. Uh, but what I find interesting is, I guess, Todd Howard must have slipped up a little bit. I don't know if he intentionally said this or not. Uh, but he did kind of say, we're not making a Fallout 5 until Elder Scrolls 6. Mm-hmm. And we're not getting Elder Scrolls 6 until probably 2025, 2026 at the earliest. Uh, so it literally might be, I might be 40 years old before we get a Fallout 5. <laughs> I, I know you guys don't care about that. I know Fallout 5 don't have to show up, but to me, maybe it's because Microsoft sees the catalog that they have. They got mm-hmm. the uh, Elder Scrolls 6 coming out. They got uh, the Outer Worlds 2. They got mm-hmm. Avowed. Uh, they got Starfield. Exile game. And that's is making, yeah. Maybe they look at that and it's like, we don't necessarily need Fallout because we're having all these other ones. But I disagree. Hmm. I feel like Fallout Fallout is such a huge franchise. To not give the community that game is is not disrespectful, but it's not it does it's not a good look, man. Like you need to work with Bethesda, get people they trust, and let them make their own team outsource i don't care what you got to do you can because if you start in 2024 2025 on a fallout 5 when the elder scrolls thing starts dying down you're not going to see a fallout 5 till probably 2020 2030 2031 like and that's why i'm like you can't make me wait eight years for a (laughs) fallout game so you're saying they need to somehow build another team or out outsource for Fallout 5. I, I actually, I'm a big fan of co-development. I think Obsidian and Bethesda should work on Fallout together. Uh, you know, have a couple people from each side come together and form a new team. It, I think that would be the best output. I, mean, I would love if Obsidian and Bethesda Software Studios co-developed a game. That would be the craziest stuff ever. Uh, how, how do, you, do you think they should do that, BG? Or you think uh, Fallout for the bushes, man? Who cares about Fallout? I mean, listen, uh, the only thing close to Fallout I did really like, I played Outer Worlds, and I loved Outer Worlds, man. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. Damn, that's funny. <laughs> like, we got different tastes, yeah, but it's, it's I love because, Outer Worlds also, though. Yeah, no, it's, it's so weird because the people would say out, you know, Outer Worlds is, is similar to Fallout, right? But I think I think Fallout sucks, and I think Outer Worlds is great. So, you know, that's but what you I'm know, looking forward see, to. See, like, the thing with me, though, um, I don't know about you guys. I'm much older than you guys. I matured as a gamer, like games like uh, The Witcher 3, uh, like I finished The Witcher 3, I loved it. I put like 200 hours in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I would have never done that back when I was you guys' age. So I kind of matured. So maybe I would give Fallout another chance. Um, like again, I never played an Elder Scrolls game at all. I'm definitely going to give it a try. But me personally, maybe I will give those games a try more with an open mind. But I tried to do that with Fallout 4, I just didn't like it. But um, so I see what you guys are saying. Uh, like, I love the Outer Worlds like you did. So it was kind of weird. I didn't like Fallout, but I love the Outer Worlds. And I'm looking forward and, to Outer Worlds too. So, And I think a lot of that has to do is, like, Outer Worlds gives you a little bit of freedom, but it doesn't let you. It doesn't, like, they give you freedom, but on a leash, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of direct you where you go. They, they, they do give you the options of telling different stories by having options, but they don't be like, just cut the leash. Just go do what you want to do. They kind of give you an infrastructure that you do. 
You know, they don't let you go to any planet you want from the from the get go. You got some planets you got to work up to, and I think that might be the reason people like the Outer Worlds because you still get that feeling of the Fallout franchise, but you don't get that you're just wild and you go anywhere you want to feeling. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So let, let's let's go ahead and get to the meat and potatoes, man. Starfield and Redfall. Uh, we'll start with Redfall. I will mm-hmm. say one thing, uh, BG. What was your expectations of Redfall going into this, and uh, what what was the outcome when you saw this gameplay? Um, first, just to say, <laughs> address something said in the chat. Some people think I like Outer Worlds more than Fallout because of, because Outer Worlds has better graphics. Does any that does that make sense to anybody? Like when you say that out loud, you think I like one? Well, fall- they're kind, they're like, kind of. They're kind of different, like artwork too. I don't think it's really about the graphics. Exactly, like nobody. I'm, it's not. I'm not gonna dislike Fallout. So you think so? Do you think I would like Fallout if it had better graphics? No, I still wouldn't like Fallout because of the gameplay. So I just would. I'm like that comment made no sense. Uh, I, I'm like y'all gotta say stuff out loud before y'all type it and realize how stupid y'all sound sometimes. Um, but Redfall. Um, Honestly, I always thought the game was just going to be. Uh, I thought it was going to be back for blood with vampires, and that's what I still think it's going to be. I think this thing is going to be back for blood with vampires. You know, with with I think maybe a little bit more creative abilities. I'm not into really the co-op shooters. I think some I think some, some people said this is actually might be a looter shooter. I think so. I can't remember. I don't. Um, I don't know if they said a little shooter. I don't remember. I don't okay. know. Like maybe it is. Maybe it is. I can't remember exactly. <laughs> but I'm not into the the co-op. You know, the co-op. You know, first-person shooters. Uh, I don't think most people are really into them anymore. I think people really play them for like three weeks to a month and kind of drop them because they games developers have been trying to recapture uh, Left for Dead since Left 4 Dead, and nobody's been able to do it, right? Nobody has been able to have the longevity of Left 4 Dead. Uh, There's been several games that have tried to recreate the formula, and all of them just haven't lived up to it. Um, Yeah, I know you could play it solo, like, you know, it's not necessarily something you have to play with friends, but I I think it's one of those games that's that's designed for you to play with friends, and it's just not, it's just not my, my, you know, my type of uh my type of game and i i think it's uh yeah it's just not really that that appealing you know it's not doing anything for me i do think that like because they are a little bit of um rpg mechanics that's in back uh back for blood but Mm -hmm. i do think this rpg is a little bit more centered in this game i i there was um an exclusive interview that um, someone sent me on Twitter. I still ain't got to watch it because I literally woke up almost went straight into this. I need to watch that. But what I will say about this is regardless, we did see like skill trees and stuff like that. I I wish they would have been a little bit more open with that during the main show. Like be a little bit more vocal on what separates this from games like that. And I think that was the biggest problem with this. Um, You know, the abilities is nice. I like the, the chick that, that had the, like the elevator thing. Now I will say that the way they described the elevator in that CGI scene scene last year and the way it worked didn't really do one for one to me. It, it seemed like it was something that would go up, not shoot you up. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it felt like, like something. Trampoline. Yeah, it, it, that, it, and I kind of was disappointed about that. But what I will say about Redfall is I came in here with almost no expectations on this game, and I left be like, okay, maybe I'll try it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you look at my reactions on the Iron Lords podcast channel. I was like, oh, because it just it. First off, look, is it the the best <clears throat> looking game ever? No, but I don't think it looks bad by any means. Uh, you know, maybe the, I felt like the blood could have been dripping at the beginning when it was on the ceiling fan. I felt like it could have been dripping, but that's little details that go a long way, but it's never been that end all be all for me. So I, yeah. I do think that this is going to be a good game for people who want to play it with their friends. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed when it comes to Game Pass is it's really nice to to be able to sell someone something without them having to really buy it. Just sub to Game yeah. Pass, download Redfall, and we'll play. And, and I think that's what really got me is the fact that I had such low expectations for the game. Well, when I looked at it, I was like, man, this game actually looks pretty good. Uh, Dirt, yeah. you going to be yeah. playing this game? Absolutely, man. First off, let me say this. <clears throat> I'm a huge fan of Arcane. I love the Dishonored series. I love Prey. I love their games. And if you have a studio that you trust, you know, you just, you know, you just trust them, right? Um, you know, like, like most people trust Naughty Dog. You know, they, you know they're going to make a great game. Some people, you know, trust whoever, like, and I trust Arcane. So Arcane's a good studio. Yeah, I love, I, I love, love the games. Dishonored. I love Dishonored. I, I, I love all of the, like, both of the Dishonors. I love the DLC. I love Prey. And I believe this Arcane Austin is the team that made Prey. So um, they're doing this game. Now, let me tell you something. Deathloop was a good game, too. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. Uh, you know, I have my PS5 now, but I'm just going to wait till it comes to Xbox. But let me say this. Um... When we saw the CGI trailer last year, I saw this looks interesting, but you just don't know what to expect, right? So seeing actual gameplay, I thought it looked dope. I thought it looked dope. Now, this is as my opinion. I feel this is a single player game with co-op. I think they're trying to push the co-op, but there were some things said by Pete Hines yesterday that made me think this is a single player game that your friends can play with you also. Um, I actually have the opposite opinion. I think this is you? a co-op game that they say you could play by yourself. Yeah, if it's, see, if it's the first uh, a single player game with co-op, mm -hmm. right? I probably will have more interest in it only because the single player games, you know, with co-op tend to rely on actually developing a fun game mm -hmm. while co-op games tend to rely on the fun just being of the fact that you're playing with your friends. So. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. Well, like this is just my opinion. <clears throat> you know, I think it's a single player game with co-op, you know, and of course, if you've seen the, the like recent news, um, you know, if you play co-op, the only person's story progresses is the, is the host. Um, to me, that's that, a giveaway. That, that is would push be. a lot for being a single player thing, but <laughs> yeah, that's I, why I, no, I think so. I feel like we've seen that stuff in like um, State of Decay, if I remember correctly. Like it goes off the single right. player too. Yeah, too. it does. Uh, it does. But I personally feel like if that's the case, they're really pushing co-op. I feel like if you push a single player game, that's the single like you don't really you show co-op games, but it's one of those things that's like the side thing. If you want to see the co-op game uh, gameplay, go watch it. Uh, over here, we got a YouTube video, but I feel like they've always highlighted the co-op experience of the game. And I feel like a game, depending on how they market, is what the game was designed to do. 
And mm-hmm. to me, they've always marketed this as a co-op experience game. Pete Hines saying that was like the only time I've ever heard them really try to act like this game can be played in a single-player fashion that would be fun. I'm not saying it's not going to be fun. I just feel like, like BG said, if a game is designed for a co-op experience, they expect you to play with game with, with other people. The only game I've ever played without a, a buddy was like Resident Evil 5. It was annoying, but it was tolerable. Mm-hmm. But that game was definitely designed for you to have another person because he would get killed by like puzzles, like you know the laser puzzle. If you had a, a, an AI, sometimes he wouldn't go to a spot on the map that would keep him alive, and you would tr- you would rotate the little laser thing and it would kill him every time. So it was like features like that that was put in the game that's clearly a co-op experience type of game. But when you play the game as a single player game, you could play. I see like Resident Evil. Hopefully. You know, Redfall is that type of game. Now, most likely, I'm going to play this with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, that that doesn't really bother me too much. Um, you know, I prefer a co-op game being made from the ground up to be something like It Takes Two, Resident oh. Evil 5, Resident, mm-hmm. not even Resident Evil 6, something that, that acknowledges the other person is there. Like, in Resident Evil 5, you had to, like like twist a little thing backwards and you had to do a lot of stuff that required two people and they done it well. Like I said, Resident Evil 5 was one of the very few games I felt like was built from a co-op experience that you could play by yourself. You just there's a couple places in the game that would annoy you. Uh but you know, let's go ahead and talk about Starfield. Okay, we're gonna end up with Starfield. You guys know I don't like keeping people here long. I like to get to the point and get out. Mm-hmm. I like that. Alright we got we 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 got a lot of uh we got a lot of things that I've brought up. Man if there's anything that's happened, people has talked about Starfield. <laughs> so, all right, so let's let's go over these a little bit, man. First off, let's talk about what's your general thoughts on when you saw the gameplay. You know, expectations going in here. I feel like Starfield was definitely by far the most high expectations when it come to this trailer. It was we got we got a story trailer last year with not a whole lot of gameplay, any gameplay actually, and now we're going into this. Uh, so first off, I'm going to start with uh, Dirt. When you watch this, what was your general expectation? Now, keep in mind, this is when we're seeing the uh, the the stuff that hasn't been compressed. We haven't seen 4K trailers, nothing like that. So it's just a live stream. What was your your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts was it looked good. It looked good. It looks like it's going to be a massive game. Um, I like you know how like most, but there's the games you could do third person or first person. I thought the gunplay looked decent. Um, you know, like especially for a game a year out. I I thought it looked fine, you know. Um, I would say I was kind of excited for it. I want to see more about the game. Uh, you know, a lot of customization. Um, you know, yeah. So I think it looked, my first thoughts, my in, initial thoughts, was it looks great. What about you, BG? I know that you're not the biggest fan of these type of games. Uh, did Starfield look like it might it might move you? Uh, no. Um, it's definitely not something I'm buying. It, it's funny, like the, there there's a bunch of Bethesda games that I like. They just showed all the ones that I don't like. Well, under the Bethesda umbrella, you I, like like I Wolfenstein. Say. Doom. I like Wolfenstein. I like Dishonored. Doom. You know, I, I like um, uh, Evil Within. I actually know? one of the reasons that I really res- uh, like I constantly push for like Deathloop is I wanted to make a Dishonored three. So it's just mm-hmm. like. You know, I yeah. like Deathloop. Deathloop is a good game, but it's like, give me that Dishonored 3. Yeah. I love Dishonored. Great game. Yeah, you know, uh, even like Ghostwire Tokyo. But like the, I guess the, you know, the the Fallout and the Skyrims, that's the part of Bethesda. Like, and that's the, I guess that's the main part of Bethesda. That's the part I don't like. Um, 
and you know, I, I, so Starfield. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not into you know the whole space exploration type of games. Besides Outer Worlds, that's the only exception. Um, and you know, it, I think the game, looking at it, it needs like another. I mean, they have another. I, I think it should launch next year in the fall, at the earliest. Right. I. You know. I don't think so. J- j- just out of curiosity, BG, what about that made you think it needed? Like, obviously, the the performance it, it was mm-hmm. kind of lacking there. I'm kind of can't like I might ask people that do stuff like this, like why they let games that perform bad be on the showcase. Maybe it's like a time structure thing; they don't have mm-hmm. enough time to properly like. Because what I've been told, like the performance stuff that's done after the whole game's done, pretty much. But yeah. it's like to me. I'd rather you work like cut that slice out of the game and make sure that portion runs functional than put it on a stage looking like it's 10, 15 frames. Like yeah. I, I know that maybe that's unrealistic in the type of a development world. I don't know anything about that. But I, all I do know is you had a bunch of people looking at this saying, yo, the game looks cool, but what's that frame for? Remember Scalebound? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the tech it's the technical things that i think um is going to require them um a lot of time to clean up because you know there was a lot of technical hitches and things um you know a lot of the fine details like him shooting the the i don't know what they are the pirates space pirates and some of them not reacting at all they didn't even have an animation to be uh animation for getting shot some people don't care about that small stuff right but you know one of the I'm, i'm very particular about shooters that you know when i shoot an enemy i want like to see like visceral reactions that's one of the reasons why like wolfenstein is like probably i would say currently my favorite um first person shooter because like when you shoot enemies it's just so impactful right that's i will what I, say that there was about it. it didn't look like there's a lot of gun recoil and i will admit that there wasn't a lot of blood someone brought that yeah. in the chat I didn't see blood at all, actually. And I, like, and, and maybe, that's, and I think because it's more RPG than an actual shooter, right? Yeah, it you, is definitely. You get that from from RPGs. They, they will, some enemies won't actually react to being being shot. There won't be blood, and you know, that 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 comes with certain RPGs. And I think like you know there was some technical, you know, like you said, the frame rate. Uh, some you know some people were zooming in. I don't care about stuff you got to you know zoom in a hundred times on. But th- there was like a lot of technical stuff, and the game is obviously unfinished. But I think anytime for me, anytime I hear a developer say this is our biggest, most ambitious game ever, that that's a, that's a red flag to me. Not like it's a red flag. It's a it's a red <laughs> it's, it's a red flag because what comes with that is usually. The, the bigger the game is, the more typically the more bugs there are. That's just that's just math. That that's how it that's how it goes, right? Because you're including more things in the game. Yeah, we're more about things, to get in the side. Yeah, more things go wrong. So the bigger you make the, your game, the more time you need to actually fix any little bugs that may appear here and there. More technical problems here and there. You need a lot of time you know to fix mechanics that may not work it it could be a million things you know and that's what you know i worry about when they say they're making something so ambitious you know more than they ever made before that comes with a lot of challenges so you know um all right that's what i think they need to you know really worry all right so i i I asked you dirt so now let's 
Let's move to the, the combat a little bit, because we talked about the graphics. Now, we can bring up the graphics a little bit in the combat. I do feel like the combat looked a little bit outdated to me, uh, but then again, I, I, it's hard to really know how a game feels in terms of first person until you actually play it, but it did look like it was outdated. And I felt like the graphics weren't like eye candy, but they weren't the greatest either. You know, They weren't horrible. They weren't eye candy. And I think the issue we're having here is this isn't an Xbox One game. It's a Series S and X game. So I, I do feel like people have or, the right to expect it to look better because it is a next-gen only game. How you feel about that, dude? You think that you think that's being a little unrealistic, or you think because um, it is a next gen game, you can't have more expectations for a game? First like off, that. it's an Xbox game. It doesn't matter what consoles it's on. It's an Xbox exclusive game, so you know there's going to be microscopes on it more than if this game was a multiplayer. Like, do you think it'd be scrutinized as much as it's been? Honest question. It just depends on what type of game it is. CD Projekt Red, probably. No, no, no. Like, I mean they're, this, they're, they're, this game. No, this I'm game, just this same I, gameplay. If it was a multiplat, would it be scrutinized as much as it's being scrutinized? I'm saying right it would if it was a different developer. I'm, I, I get what you're saying on Xbox. Like, I think a lot of is always gonna, you know, get. Yeah, they they've always way. got that kind of heat, but I do feel like you're getting it because it is like now. Look, 76 kind of dole down the Bethesda brand a little bit, where it's not mm -hmm. as many people defending as they used to be. But like Fallout 4ish, you was getting that heat because it was. By beloved French uh, companies such as Bethesda, now you're getting into the Starfield territory where there's still those people there, but then you're adding the exclusive on Xbox thing, so it's getting heat from that side too. I think it's getting hit with a double whammy thing. I would say there's a lot more people upset because it's an exclusive, but I do think there are some valid criticism there. I do think there is valid no, criticism of course, of course in terms valid of people having issue with the way it looks in the combat. And, and, and part of it is, you know, once again, um, it's when you when you go, you know, on Twitter and you hear people talk about Starfield, it's, it's the same thing that I had, you know, had the problem with with Cyberpunk, you know, um, not saying this game is going to turn out like Cyberpunk. That's not, not what I'm saying. I'm saying is prior to Cy Cyberpunk releasing, you had people saying the same thing about cyberpunk that they're saying about and, and uh, that's Starfield. what i'm saying certain and, studios get this energy regardless if it's exclusive and, and that's the prop sometimes the fans are the downfall of the game because you have fans saying this is going to be the greatest game ever it's going to be okay. the greatest rpg ever it's going to be you know the, this amazing fantastic groundbreaking revolutionary game i'm like bro can y'all realize if y'all didn't set this game up so high then maybe the expectations wouldn't be so high. Like that, I don't think people realize that. Like that, this it, it's. I agree with you. Why why games are so highly criticized? I I will agree with you in terms of us hyping up a game. We do do that a lot. I mean, we do it with everything: God of War, movies, TV shows. It doesn't matter. But I will say them coming out. We're about to talk about saying, uh, you know, thousand planets. You know, you could build your ship, and then, and then I love how Todd Howard said, "Oh, and yes, you could fly the ship." So you know, we'll get into that in a minute. I feel like generating statements like that, obviously, that could be part of the game, but you didn't really need to say it had a thousand planets. You know what I'm saying? Like you could have said it has a mass universe that you could explore, get the same point across. But now people are like, "Oh, it's got a thousand planets. Let's go! 
when we don't even really know anything about the Thousand Planets. We don't know if half of them are going to be inlivable. <laughs> Clearly, not every planet in Starfield is going to have life on it because not every planet in the in, in our galaxy has planet on it. But no. it is to a point where, you know, we'll go into the Thousand pl uh, Planets real quick, right? I do feel like people have a, a realistic thought process and to be like, cool, you have a thousand planets, but how many of those are we realistically going to play with? How many of those are we realistically going to have P. stuff Hines to do with? P. already said a lot of them are going to be barren. P. It, Hines already said that. At that point, are they even... It's different having how many are barren. Like, we're talking 25, 35%, it's the, half you know of them? It's the, in my opinion, Ad, it's the same as any other game. You know, the, the like the brand new NBA 2K. We added a thousand new animations. Then that you play I, the I game, agree. you see the I same agree. damn but, animations. It's the it's the same. But I do feel product. like I do feel like the, you know, we'll, we'll put in a little bit the the you can't enter with ships. You can't enter like I guess it's going to like you get close enough to a planet, the the ship is going to just like have you naturally land. Are they going to give you like? Like point a, like spots that you can land. I don't know. I didn't really go too much into it too much. Mm -hmm. uh, but apparently you can't like enter the atmosphere or something like that. I don't know. They said that wasn't important. I don't really care about that either. But to me, Starfield's always been kind of hyped to you on the exploration of the game. Mm -hmm. Now, a thousand planets is fine. A lot of them bear it's fine. But we still have to have some kind of environment, some kind of energy. Even if a planet is... It is empty, I still expect to do something on that empty planet. For instance, Mass Effect. How many times in the original Mass Effect that they clearly threw out the franchise fixed? Like, you can't even really go to planets like that in Mass Effect 3. Right. Like, you can, but there's not a lot of them. Uh, and then in Mass Effect 2, they even limited even more. That was in Mass Effect 1. My right. only fear is you'll have about a thousand percent of them on maybe 50 planets you have something to do on you know what i'm saying like at that point you know that's just me that's me reaching but they didn't really give me a lot of details on what we're going to be doing on these planets either so i can only do it but speculate like that's my only fear and that's why i feel like people have the right to to sense that now obviously if you generate quests you generate you know different kind of landscapes kind of like what they do on 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 No Man's Sky, which is funny, they compared this game hardcore to No Man's Sky. But me coming from the person playing these type of games, I just don't want fluff added onto the game. I would prefer 50 to 100 planets that they put fine detail in mm. than a thousand planets that most of them aren't going to be anything relevant or you do anything. We don't know. We don't know the game. We ain't playing the game. But we do have to go off what they're telling us. People keep saying mods in the chat. If you guys don't calm your ass down, I ain't trying to have someone else fix the game I buy. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Look, yeah. that's going to add cherry on the top. But keep in mind, a lot of uh, some of this war, I don't know how much they didn't really go into detail on that. It's generated. It's randomly generated. So can you really mod something that the actual game randomly generates? I don't know. I'm not a modder. But there's a lot of speculation going on to this week. We, we need to know more information. I think that's the biggest thing. What I saw on Starfield, it was, it was enticing. It made me interested. But I can honestly say that I felt more comfortable with Redfall coming out of this event than I did Starfield. Because I know what we expect on, on Redfall. They, they went in Starfield. It felt like they showed a little bit of everything, but they didn't give enough information on anything. 
Like they they talked about the character creation tool in there, but they didn't show you really like a lot of the the mods or anything on there. Like I, I kind of want to see the stat system, maybe the level up system. They didn't really go into detail on any of that. It, and you know maybe it was in the extent. I don't know. But but it's a, it, I mean it's a much it's a much bigger game than Redfall. Um, you know so I mean that, maybe that's one reason why they show why you felt more confident about Redfall. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I'm. I'm sure there's a reason they couldn't show everything uh, about Starfield that, you know. And what, what, I really, what I really liked about it is the, the space combat. You know, for those of you who don't know the chat, you can actually make your own ship, which I like. You can make your own bases, that kind of return from Fallout 4. I like. I'm not see the chat said you're saying I'm being like downer. That's my problem with sometimes in this community. You can't even bring up stuff that you're curious on and you're concerned about where people say that you're hyping something up too much or you're being low down on too much. Like, look. I see a thousand planets. I don't automatically assume that's amazing. I say, yo, that's cool. But what can we do with those thousand planets? That's all I asked. Now, you guys can take that narrative, spin it all you want, saying I'm speaking too negative about something. That's fine. But I'm just looking at this and I'm like, how much of this world is is realistically going to contribute to the story? That's all I want to know. How much of this yeah, universe? Because we have... You know, it's not like it's just random concern. We have, you know, things we can point to where developers brag about, oh, it's a huge world. You know, it's, you know, it has all it, you know, they, they boast numbers, but large games is, is, it's really never really about the number. It's about the density, you know, like you can have a thousand planets. And once again, we don't know what's, what's on them. They said some of it is going to be procedurally generated. But it's it's really all about the density, you know, when it comes to sandbox or open world games. So, you know, that's what really matters. But developers are always going to brag these vague, arbitrary numbers that don't necessarily mean anything. And you know what's crazy when I when I bring up my concerns when I play God of War and there's too many trolls and you know the boss fights weren't is as crazy as that I wanted to be. A lot of people don't have an issue with me having those statements. But the moment I criticize Starfield, yeah, I feel tricks. like everyone comes out of everyone. It's like it's like that, that meme where the dude's in the middle and all the swords and guns are pointing out. I'm like, dude, I want Starfield to be great. I played all of Fallout New Vegas. I played Fallout 3. I played all of these games, man. I want it to be great. Me just vocalizing my concerns with the game doesn't mean that it's going to be a bad game. You know, I honestly feel like you could spend years just flying around if there's really a thousand. It looked like it kind of like had a hub thing where it's like you could go to the certain galaxies. Now, that's going to be fine. And I don't think the game's going to be bad. It's just I voicing my concerns, Bethesda, please have a lot to do in this world, this game. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's not going to have it. I'm just saying, please have a lot to do in the game now someone said that todd howard confirmed that there will be a deep dive on the planet soon that's fine as long as they answer my questions before the game comes out then we're good but i just want stuff to do in the game i don't want to be like go to a world and there ain't nothing to do there i want the space combat to be very in-depth i want the factions to be in-depth i want to be true cruising along cruising along starfield and then there's some faction I pissed off five galaxies ago. Just start pulling up on my ass. That's what I want. Like, I want an <laughs> in-depth faction system to go along with this big world. 
I want the game to do good. Got a $2 super chat from Spartan Ghost 117. Uh, Starfield didn't look too hot for me either. I agree. It's not that it didn't look hot. I thought the game looked good. It's just I need more information on some of the the features that they said in the game. Like the Thousand Plant. I want to know if there's some version of a VAT system in this game. I want to know. Felt like they didn't really go into too much in the combat. Uh, so, so like, you just need to know more information about the game. That's what you need to know. Yeah, I felt like they did a very good job showing the game. I mm-hmm. felt like they showed a lot of aspects that people would would ask. They went big into the creator, uh, the create, the creation creator. Uh, but I do feel like they could have went into more of that. Now, obviously, they're not going to do it all. We still right, probably right. got maybe even more than a year because I don't think this game probably ain't coming out before next June. I hope it does. But if it needs to be pushed back even more, I'm cool with that. Uh, right. But that's just my thing. It's like, look, another $2 Super Trap Spartan Ghost. Uh, 117. Also can't wait for mods to fix the game for me. That's cool. <laughs> but I do want to point out that we shouldn't have to rely on these people to fix the game. Bethesda should have this game up and running. And the mods should add more value to the game, not the other way around. Oh my god, my, I'm starting to lose my voice, man. I'm starting to lose my voice. Um, <laughs> you can expect your bases being raided. See, that's cool. That's the kind of stuff that I want. I want in-depth thing on that. I like how you can make ships. You know, they should have showed us the, the, the mass type of ships that you can make. Can you make them huge? Are they just going to be one size? You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of like how the Kingdom Hearts games where you can, you know, they gave you like kind of a, a diameter of how big they can be. I want more stuff like that. That's all I want. Yeah. Uh, $2 super chat from G's after Final Fantasy VII. Being skeptical, it's perfectly reasonable. Uh, Final no. Fan- oh, F, no, no Fallout 76. Yeah, the Fallout 76. Dr- uh, $2 Super from Dawn TJ High Attic. Everyone is my friend, Dirt. <laughs> is that my friend, Dirt? Yes, it hey, is. Hey, what's Dirt. up, buddy? How you doing, man? Dawn TJ, what's up, homie? That's all I'm saying, man. Like, Starfield, I'm hyped for it. I'm excited for it. I just want to see more. That's all. And But I will say that this is the first time we've seen gameplay. This is the first mm-hmm. time we've seen fa- anything related to this game. I do feel like it is a good first impressions. It's just we need to see more on these thousand planets. We need to see how they're going to generate the planets. Uh, we need to go see if like some of them are going to be purely water based, and you need certain equipment to get into them. Mm-hmm. We need to see more, and that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying the game's going to be bad. I uh, love yeah. Bethesda games. That's the crazy part. Yeah. BJ, you know me for years. Have mm-hmm. I not always spoken highly about Bethesda games? Yep. And that's the crazy part about this chat coming at my head. You guys are right there on my face, <laughs> man. You guys want to slip my jugular. That's how much you guys are. But, you know, it is what it is. So, let, last question, guys. Last question. Mm. After seeing this, this show, this right. Xbox show with Starfield, Fall, everything included, do you think it pushed the needle for Microsoft? Do you think it pushed it down? Or do you think it just kept it exactly where it is? We'll start with Dirt. Um... I think I think uh it puts the needle slightly let me explain. I think um not just our community, not just the hardcore gamers like us. I think there are some people that's interested in Starfield more more than they were before. Now, there might be some that's less interested, but I do believe uh Starfield has uh, caught a lot more interest. Um you know, like some of the Game Pass deals, you know, like Riot Games and some of the other things. Now, as far as the hardcore gamers, maybe not. 
but I do think overall it, it pushed the needle slightly, not huge, slightly. I'd agree with that. I do think it pushes slightly. Uh, I do feel like with the delays of Redfall and Starfield, I expected more. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think Persona showed that they're doing better in the JRPG lane. Uh, even though I don't really particularly like Kojima, it did show that they're working with that studio. Absolutely. I, I like the fact that they're bringing some kind of from software to Game Pass Day and Date. Didn't, that didn't do a whole lot, but at least we're getting the game. And not only are we getting the game, it's going to be Day and Date in the service. And, start, and I know BG ain't a big fan of Game Pass. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do like that the fact that they are not only give, helping them with the development. I don't know what they did. I don't know if they helped them make the game, port it, or whatever. Uh, but I like that they're going above and beyond making sure this stuff come up there. Persona coming on the platform by itself is huge. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting that franchise. Now, hopefully we'll get Final Fantasy stuff. Uh, clearly we're getting something if Snitch is right, which probably he is. We just got to see more. <laughs> we got to see more of yeah. it. I think this, you know, if we were saying like, like this is the needle. Like it went up like this. Like nothing yeah. like this. Yes, yeah, like yeah, slightly. A slight it slightly increase. Slightly. I don't think it it did anything drastic. I don't think it lowered it. I I do think they showed you value in Game Pass. They showed you gains for everyone. Here's the thing, Microsoft Game Pass is the center, but they got to appeal to a lot of people. They can't appeal to one. Can't appeal to two. Can't appeal right. to three. Got to appeal a lot. Now, if they continue these these conferences with that mentality instead of focusing on a lot of the hardcore audiences, you're going to see a lot of this stuff because mm-hmm. they're trying to they're doing a shotgun approach. They're trying to shoot as many people as possible and not just trying to hone in on one person. Uh, obviously, when you do this type of stuff, you're going to have a lot of shows where people are waiting 35, 45 minutes on multiple shit that, that, that has nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. That's subjective if that should be changed. I don't know. But how you feel, uh, BG? Did it push uh, the needle? Did it lower <laughs> it? Or it kept the same to you? I think it kept it kind of the same. Um, like I said, it's 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 been divisive. Um, I've been listening to all the Xbox fans, right? And there is, from what I've seen and heard, listening to all the Xbox podcasts, is um, definitely some disappointment there with, a lot of the games that were shown uh general happiness about i think redfall and and starfield and a few other games but mm-hmm. from yeah like I, I think xbox like this xbox show seemed to be like a whole bunch of variety uh like variety and diversity but it wasn't like what xbox fans really wanted to see you know, that's that's what I was hearing. That's the gist I agree. I, got. I think um, the biggest thing that the majority of people wanted, Xbox fans and non-Xbox fans, is we know that Game Pass is going to get a lot of good indie games, a lot of good AA, mm-hmm. AAA content into Game Pass. We wanted to see what are their people doing more. I think that's the biggest yeah. thing is what is yeah. your exclusive content. And I felt like they short they fell short a little bit. You got to fight all the Super Jet from Jigga J. Needle goes up tremendously once the ABK deal goes through i think that's the activision uh, yeah blizzard activision deal. blizzard it, it's uh, what did you gonna say dirt no i'm gonna say something as <laughs> as you know uh, a true xbox fan i will say this you guys are right okay let me explain why i was initially disappointed with part of the show because even though i like a lot of indie games we're we're waiting for we want that yo we know, you know, you guys have announced Hellblade, you guys announced Vow, Perfect Dark, Fable. We're waiting for these games to be shown 
in a great light, right? Because we know these games are in development, but we're just waiting. We're like, damn it, we've been waiting, right? So we've been waiting for the, you know, like the second half of the Xbox One generation until now. Yes, we love the roadmap. The roadmap looks incredible for Xbox, but now we want to see these games. We want to be blown away visually. Oh my God, look at the graphics. Like, you know how Hellblade 2 was at the Game Awards last year? Yes, that's what we want. We want some of that visual, just, oh man, that looks dope. That looks dope. So, and we didn't really get that at this show, but looking back at the show, the show wasn't bad. So that's what some Xbox fans were upset about. Um, but I think most of us got over it. We we realized their strategy for the next 12 months. Okay, we get it. Um, so so like what BZ said was it's kind of true. That's that's what I've been getting from most Xbox podcasts. Some people um like they love the show, they like the show. Uh some people thought the show was underwhelming. Um, so but some people just felt that we didn't see all the big bangers that we wanted to see yeah and that's, i think that that's what that's the biggest thing but i do feel like i don't know how you guys feel we'll go and end it on this this new 12 month thing where mm. you know they're doing 12 I got months thoughts in, about this um yeah. i'm kind of curious for you guys thought process on this do you prefer a show that focuses more on the, the 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 near future like the 12 month or do you think that they should show us more of you know a couple years out uh, we'll go ahead and start with BG. How, how did you feel about this? And do you think that w- I think the center of us not seeing some of the stuff that we thought like avowed was because of this this new direction. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think I think you can do a mix, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can't show five games that are all coming out in 2024, but I think you could show two, right? Mm-hmm. You could show two, um, and the rest. The rest can be anywhere, you know, from this year to, to next year, right? Um, yeah, that, that's how it should be. Something, you know, long-term to look forward to and something more uh, and things that are more immediate to, to late next year. Um, and, you know, even something that, you know, might you could even announce something that is in development, but, you know, in pre-production or not really in development, but it's... It's been greenlit. You could even, you know, do that. So you, it, it got to be a mix. Yeah. Um, you know, I agree with that. Let me say this. In 2020, Xbox had to announce all of these damn games, right? Because, you know, they had no games really announced at the time. And um, they needed to show a roadmap. So all of those games had CGI trailers, right? And obviously, most of those games are like five, four or five years out, you know, which is unfortunate. But, you know, we look like we wanted to see a roadmap because we just didn't get a roadmap um, a few years ago. So I do agree that a couple games will be okay. Just like even the Kojima thing they announced, that game is probably three, four years away, maybe two or three years away. Right. But I felt like that. That is funny that that was the only game that they broke that 12 month thing for. Yeah. But yeah, so they won't. But see, they won't let people know. Yo, Kojima's working on. That's a, game a big for announcement. Us. Just because yeah, I don't particularly yeah. like the individuals' games, uh, having him on your side is a huge thing. Like, Absolutely. I think this is how I would like it. In a perfect world, I don't feel like you can have one or the other exclusively. Like you got to have a middle ground when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I remember one year they I think it was it was a long time they showed a bunch of games, and then they got to a part of the show where someone came up and said, this is the stuff we have in the future. 
and they showed like five or six games after mm-hmm. that point. Like, I feel like that's the best format I've ever seen them do. Do the kind of pacing you have the, now. The 360 generation, they do that. Yeah, yeah do, do the pacing you have now, and then 20 minutes left of the show, someone comes out, set expectations correctly. The beginning, someone comes out and says 12 months, and then at a point in the show, what you have is you have someone that comes out and they said, the future. this is the future of Xbox. I think that's the yeah. better way. Now, I'm not saying... Do what you want to do. You a multi-trillion dollar right. company. Who right. am I saying to? But me as a fan, I do prefer to be teased a little bit on stuff that is coming into the future. I agree with that. You know, I, I agree with that because I don't know what what E3 it was, but they was up there. It was before Phil was the head, but he was the guy that announced it. He said, now, it was one part of the show. He said, now, these games is for the future of Xbox. I, I think they used the word beyond or something like that. Uh, you know, so, yeah, I do agree with that. But let me say this. Now, if they use this same strategy next year now, because Randall Thor was on, on like WBG this past week and he mentioned this, and I wholeheartedly agree with him. If they use this same strategy next year, they will probably have more of those bigger games that we they wanted will. to see. Right? Yeah, well, but I do feel like we'll get to a point where if they keep doing the 12-month thing, you'll get yeah, to yeah, a they point can't do where it every, every, every year will be a surprise because we're no longer got spoiled. I think that's the biggest problem, Dirt. We had expectations because of previous formats that they've done. When mm-hmm. you show us Fable, Avowed, Everwild, Perfect Dark, Perfect Hellblade. Dark Hellblade, and then we get to a, a show here now where we're like, okay, you bought those studios years ago. We're expecting progress now. We're expecting mm-hmm. showcases of these games, and you don't get them. I think that is kind of like the. it's been a circle, and now we're expecting more of that circle, but when we don't get it, people just get naturally disappointed. Yeah. So, see, the thing is, though, they have so much develop. I mean, so much content in development. I think they're in a good place right now. All right. Let me tell you something. Now, you remember when PlayStation, I think it's E3 2016, which is a great E3. Sony's 2016. They announced uh, Spider-Man, God of War, Days Gone. They announced all of these great games. So, and even later that year, they announced The Last of Us 2. So, what happened they were like the next two or three E3s, they were showing those games um, because they showed them like maybe a little bit too early or like one, like one or two of them too early. So for the next three E3s, they showed those games over and people was like, yo, the gameplay looks great. Um, so my point with Xbox, they have so much content in development. Yes, there are some games they can hold back for a, a next year's show. But at the same time, what you guys are saying is absolutely right. There has to be a balance. You know, I do love the 12-month thing, but I, I really love what you said, Addict. The 12-month thing is cool, but there, there needs to be a part of the show where they say, yo, now these games, these upcoming games are beyond the 12-month window. You know, it could be two or three games, but that would be a dope thing to do. So, because you don't want them to, you know. You, you open it with the 12-month model and you end it with the future model because i feel like i agree with an that. unannounced game is going to be a better mic drop moment than showing starfield i know i loved it but i did kind of miss that drop the mic moment that we couldn't get because starfield was the ending part of the show mm-hmm. uh right. so let me go ahead and get these super chats we'll go ahead and get us up out of here we got a 10 dollars super after jujitsu 50 it definitely made an impact 50 plus games coming in game pass the next 12 months roadmap is impressive 80 percent of the multiplies are coming to game pass i will admit value of game pass was definitely 
double insured. Sure, some of them didn't apply to me, but others did. But I don't think that, first off, people need to understand that nothing is made just for you. There's other people that Absolutely. it accounts to. Ten, yeah. Another $10 super chat from Jujitsu50. The roadmap map has over 20 first party games, which is very impressive. Also, something that Sony hasn't showed us. Well, Sony ain't really showed us much of anything this year. Uh, but I do think they have games this year. I think this is a solid year for both companies. I just do think, in terms of like first party, Sony's definitely, you know, delivered yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, but, uh, you know, BG, where, where, where can people find you at, man? What's Weapon World looking like these days? Uh, it's looking pretty good, man. Um, you know, I'm on Twitter, Broken Games HDR. You know, it's the YouTube channel. Uh, y'all know Weapon Wheel Podcast. Y'all can check that out. But, uh, you know, some of y'all don't like me. But, you know, you can follow me anyway. <laughs> yeah, they, they was going to. Look, I'm always going to find that. Look, I, I get it. People, they don't like BG. I, I love them know. not liking me, though. You know, I feed off of it. Love that it's, you're feeding his internal battery, man. What yeah. What about you, Dirt? What, what's What's been going on with you? How much, man? Just uh, you know, doing a little podcast on Monday nights, um, six thirty Eastern Time, WBZ Xbox Podcast. Um, you know, doing my my normal little content here and there. I you know I did a little live stream yesterday. Um, so yeah, that's about it, man. On On Twitter, I'm at Griggity. So just hit me up. That's about it, man. All right, so now. I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys now, next week is going to be a little bit different. We are going to have a developer on. And how it's going to go is I'm kind of going to start having these series. Now, next week's going to be, it's not the Attic Show, it's the Attic Spotlight. And pretty much, I'm going to be talking to devs about, like, in-depth breakdowns of their games. Uh, so, keep that in mind. Some of you ain't going to apply to, come back next week for the Attic Show. But next week, it's going to be more of a, a serious, you know, side where, you know, I'm going to be talking to them about what goes in their role. Keep in mind, uh, we're going to be bringing up their role. And you know how exactly how it goes from a day-to-day -day being that person. I'm not going to go over who it is going to be yet. Uh, we will talk about that probably. I'll probably announce it on IOP this week. I got to get verification that they are coming. Uh, probably the week after that, we're going to have one too. But then after that, we'll be back to normal. Uh, because normally after E3, being content creators... BG, Dirt, what happens after E3? Well, this E3. is dry as hell when it comes to snooze. Yeah, it's the worst yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, so I will be sprinkling <laughs> yeah, these among content. all that. Uh, so I appreciate everyone coming through, man. I hope you guys enjoy next week. Uh, I don't know who we're having as a guest on ILP this week. Uh, let me bring it up. Let me bring it up. I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you, so I probably won't tell you. Uh, okay, so we're, we're good. We're good. Uh, oh, yeah, it's supposed to be Ran and Jez. Rand and Jez and Kid Smooth. Uh, we're supposed to have them up there. I think I announced that already. But I appreciate everyone coming through, man. And, and until next time, this is the Gaming Addict. We're out of here. Peace. Peace out. All right. Later.